Hello, this is The Daily Tech, and today I'm going to be sharing some more tech news with you that I do hope you enjoy. So the first thing that we're going to be looking at is OnePlus making another budget phone. So recently they announced the Nord, which is kind of mid-range. It costs about £450, $450 kind of range, which is quite um, cheap for phones. Somewhere, the average of what people are paying for a phone right now is about $500, so, which has also dropped. So for this, so the Nord was obviously good in the market, so looking at now a $200 phone by OnePlus, and you know, this has a market, you know, some people really need budget phones, they don't want to spend a lot of money on a phone, so they're definitely doing something good here. So they've codenamed it Clover, which can't see it meaning anything. But one of its main features, as you see in the headline of this article, it has a 6,000 mAh battery. That's massive, especially for a budget phone. So you can see they've really put battery life as a concern here. This article is by Android Central. So you know. Um, so what should we start with? Right. So it's got the it's planned to have the Snapdragon 460, which is it's kind of a quite low end Snapdragon chip. It's not amazing, obviously, because it's a budget chip. But it'll be able to run most things. Of course, you can play some lower end games, and it will just work as a day to day phone. Nothing powerful like the Snapdragon 865 Plus or anything like that. So that is quite cool, obviously, because you know, they they probably could have got a better chip in it had they used a less powerful battery, so like less large battery, maybe like a four thousand milliamp power, things like that. So this is going to be quite a cool phone. All right, so we go up to the spec list up here. So of course it's going to have Android 10 and Oxygen OS 10, which is a version of Android. Now a bit that's a bit lower of this phone, again they probably could have boosted if they hadn't done this massive battery, is it has a 6.52 inch HD plus IPS LCD display. The low part about this phone is it's only 720p. Of course 720p isn't awful. Especially on a phone, you, know, you don't really need like high resolutions, but it's definitely a lot lower than 1080p and is noticeable. Um, it's only gonna have four gigabytes of RAM, but that's fine, really. Again, you're not doing anything demanding on this phone. Of course, you can't expect that. 64 gigabytes of storage, which is obviously the base model. You know, we've kind of seen that in the base models of all these phones now. Thank God it doesn't have 32 GB, right? so I think 64 GB is that sweet point. 128 GB isn't, it's quite a lot, especially for the people who would be using this phone. And 32 GB is starting to be an issue for some people, so 64 GB is a good in between. It also does have a micro SD card slot, so you can add extra storage if you really need to. Um, so it's expected to have three rear cameras, a 13 megapixel one, a 2 megapixel and another 2 megapixel with different lenses, so we can assume like a 
main camera and maybe an ultra wide camera and a telephoto camera. Um, it's good. It has a rear fingerprint sensor, which is quite cool. Of course, we're still seeing 4G on this phone. Of course, you're not going to be getting 5G. Uh, it has Wi-Fi, obviously, and Bluetooth 5.0. 3.5mm headphone jack, which at least we're still getting the headphone jack. You know, some phones have gotten rid of it, as I've said in before, so it's quite cool. Battery, now this is the really big thing about this phone, 6,000 milliamp hours. Especially with these low-end parts, having a massive battery, you're going to get really good performance on this phone. Like battery lifetime. So I think this is good for people who kind of forget to charge it, don't need an expensive phone, you know, don't care about parts. This is definitely a good one. Also 18 watts fast charging, which is quite good. Of course it doesn't have any water resistance, that's an obvious thing because of course you're not going to be getting water resistance at this price. So more into the reason of why do we want launching a budget phone, especially in 2020. And a good reason why it will succeed. So, recently OnePlus have been getting back into the budget realm. Of course, they'd always been known as kind of a budget phone makers, but before, you know, when they were doing the OnePlus 8T, I think it was, that was like near a thousand pounds. You know, that, was a that was a not budget phone. But of course, then they released a Nord, we're expecting a Nord Lite. So, in fact, this could be a Nord Lite kind of thing. Of course, I don't think it is necessarily. I think the Nord Lite is still a bit better than this, so cool. So, of course, the Nord took it down to a more budget level. It was still quite expensive. Not expensive expensive, but it was still higher than what some people could want to pay. But now when they do this $200 phone, yeah, that's what people will pay. Most people can afford to pay that for a phone. So... It's very good for them to be releasing a budget phone now, especially when people are wanting to pay less because of what's going on. So this is definitely in a good time for the market as well. So this phone could go against things like Motorola and Nokia as well because they do budget phones. And you've got the Motorola um, phones like the Play and Power 7. Of course the Play being the really cheap one. Um, so this is definitely going to impact the budget market. You know, you've got you're also going against Xiaomi as well, but that's only, the Xiaomi Redmi Nine, I think it was. But that's only in the UK, so they haven't got that much of an issue. Of course, I think I forgot to mention this phone is um, going to be released globally, which is quite cool. So you can get it anywhere across in the US, I assume in the UK, uh, things like that. So this is definitely at a good time for the market, which is good because well, it's making. I think it's good to see them going back to budget phones. We haven't seen that for a, a while, of course. For a while they were in the higher end phone. But it's nice to see that they're going back to what they started with, you know, making nice budget phones that people enjoy. Of course, I think for the build of this phone, I think it doesn't really say here, but we can assume it's built out of plastic. Hopefully it doesn't feel too cheap though because cheap feeling phones aren't always the best. Okay, right, let's head to the next story. So more um Apple and Epic news again. So for a while now there's been a big issue between um Epic and Apple and their Fortnite app. So 
um, epic a few, well, it was like two weeks, a week ago now, week, two weeks, somewhere in that time. Um, they made it so they did a discount for V-Bucks, which is an in-game currency, which obviously, they only did it though if you went to the website to buy it. And in the App Store policies, they make it where you have to buy from in-app, where they can't offer an out-of-app purchase thing. So they were removed from the App Store. Of course, if you look in the App Store now, it's not there. Of course, this led to iPhones being so. This happened to Google Play as well, but that's not so much of an issue because you can download APKs and it's on the Samsung Galaxy Store as well. So people didn't really find that an issue. But it's on iPhone. There's no way to download APKs. There's no other store, so it's impossible to get it on an iPhone. So this led to iPhones being sold for crazily high prices. Now I do believe Fortnite does still work on an iPhone, but for how long I'm not sure. Of course the new season did come out the other day, so these devices are still stuck on the other season. I assume if there's enough players in their servers still running, and I assume there's a way to play. So if you, of course if you haven't already downloaded it, you keep it. It was like, so that's quite cool. Also, um, Apple are being a bit more competitive against them because they're also um, featuring Fortnite's competitor PUBG so so now their account on the app store is also getting removed of course because um, it's built on the Unreal Engine it's also affecting the Unreal Engine as well you know lots of games are built on the Unreal Engine so that's also annoying So, it's quite cool. Of course, their account from the App Store shouldn't affect the Unreal Engine right now, but of course it can still affect it more. I, I think eventually it will be let on, but it is kind of Epic's fault, because they did change it, you know, they've been working with Apple for a while, they know the things. So, for them to do that is, they're obviously trying to fight against it, you know, they've got their free Fortnite videos, merch, and stuff like that, so. Hopefully they, hopefully this will eventually end and it'll be back on the iOS app store, because, of course you do need it on there, it's not a good thing to remove it, because, you know, people buy iPhones, they might want to play Fortnite. But I don't think this will affect the iPhone purchase rate too much either, because, People aren't going to buy phones specifically for one game. So, yeah. so anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please do consider subscribing, because then you'll see all the latest tech news by me. Anyways, have a good day.